Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. My name is Stefanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist, coach, healer and women's mentor. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident, radiant and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, insecurities and anxieties so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it's time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, coaching, mindset work with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman who desires to glow from within. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. It is Stefanka, your host here. And if you are tuning into this episode, I just want to give you a heads up that this is part of a three um, three day event, and this is the third, the last part. So if you haven't listened to the two previous parts, it's okay. You can take this um, day three in first and then you can go back to day one or two or if you want you can go back to day one and start there it's the two previous episodes here on the podcast and this is an incredible episode in this episode I talk about um, common blocks that hold you back from receiving more from life and I can tell you that the things I share are going to revolutionize your life. If you are someone who would like to receive more, if you feel you are holding back, you perhaps have a couple of blogs that are holding you back from uh, receiving more love, more abundance, more joy, more pleasure, all of that in your life, this episode is for you. This is honestly based on the work I've been doing with my clients, the work I did on myself and I saw immediate results. So I am so excited to share this with you. Enjoy and let me know your takeaways. Hello beautiful souls and welcome to day three of the receiving experience. Let me know how you have been enjoying this three-day experience so far. What has been your biggest takeaway? I would love to know. How are you all feeling today as well? Let me know. So let's just start by taking a deep breath. Breathing all the way down into your belly, allowing it to expand, breathing out, sigh out, letting go. Perhaps you might feel called to place one hand on your heart, the other on your belly if that feels good. And simply witnessing how you are receiving the air the support of your body, the expansion of your lungs. <sighs> Just continue breathing. And let's receive the magic of today's call together. Today we will dive into the topic of receiving again, of course, and we will look at one hidden block 
that we often create for ourselves. And this realization was huge in my moment. To realize that this thing I had been dealing with for years was actually a huge abundance block. It, it was big. Definitely the kind of realization that can be compared with the journey of Queen Inanna from yesterday's training. It is a full-on transformation. And it's honestly something that has been holding me back for years. And I see how uh, many of my clients who come to work with me struggle with the same thing. Um, the thing is, this abundance, this receiving block, presents itself as a noble trait, as something good. It presents itself as as a good thing. So that's why we often don't think about it as a limiting belief, as a limiting self-sabotage pattern, really. So when we dive into it, and you will know what I'm talking about, you will see that actually deeply, this is affecting our confidence as well, our self-esteem, our sense of self-worth. It impacts our career. It impacts how we feel about ourselves, how other people perceive us. There is just so much to it. It is a very deep topic and I'm sure that in this training we are just going to scratch the surface. But I know that this in itself will be very, very transformational. It's definitely one of those things I wish I had known years ago. So let me paint the picture for you. I knew a girl and when she moved to a new house, she invited me over and I, I came over and I really loved her place. It was such a sweet home, um, lovely decorated. So of course I complimented her on her house. I said, it's just really lovely. I love the way you've done it. I love the colors. I love the furniture. Really great job. It's so sweet. And her response was rather bizarre. She responded saying, oh yeah, but you know what? Actually, we messed up the paint over here. Uh, this is actually a really old wardrobe. I haven't managed to buy a new one yet. Um, yeah, I didn't really like the kitchen and this and that. And there was just so many flaws she pointed out, which was interesting. After that, we ended up having a lunch and, and she cooked for me, which is amazing because I always really appreciate when someone does cook for me and I appreciate the effort and everything that goes into it. And before we even sat down at the table, she warned me that she thinks the food didn't turn out well. She said that perhaps she's not sure whether she put enough salt on the potatoes. There's loads of roasted vegetables. So she was like, oh, I don't think I did a really good job. I'm, I don't think you like it. And honestly, don't feel like you have to eat it. And, and again, she pointed out so many flaws before I even had a chance to taste the food. And from this same girl, I also received a gift. And as she was giving me the gift, she 
told me that she's not sure whether I like it because perhaps that's not a good enough gift. She didn't know what to get and she got this and now she's not sure and uh, now she thinks it's a bad gift. And she pointed out more flaws. Guess who that girl is? Yep, that girl is actually me. And this used to be my typical behavior. We watch competitions on TV where people make products or make cakes or art and and then you've got the judges and they need to judge it and, and say about, you know, how good this product is and so on. And sometimes you will find participants in those competitions or shows you actually want to become judges themselves because before the judge has even a chance to say anything, they start presenting the flaws of their own products, of their own makings. They point out every possible flaw. They put themselves and their product down. And even think of the dragons then. Business people going there to get an investor. And sometimes they don't actually promote themselves that well. The same, um, the great British Bake Off. Sometimes you'll get a, um, a participant who is constantly putting themselves down. And I, I've seen this with my own mom when years ago, maybe eight, nine years ago, she started doing pottery. And she's very good with everything. She's very talented, very creative. She has got her own company with creative products and she makes so many things herself. Uh, my parents' house is like a sanctuary of just beautiful things. And, and people would be like, oh my God, you should sell your pottery. It's that good. People are reaching out. She would be giving them as gift get gifts to everyone, to the whole family, to people, and people would be like, you need to sell those, this is so good, and she has a shop, so she even has a place to sell it, but I know that some people were like, yeah, but this is even like for galleries, this is like art, it's so good. No, she wouldn't have it. She would put herself down, she would give me a bowl, she would give me a thing she made, and she would just show me, oh, I messed it up here, I messed it up there, I messed... And it was awful, because it's just doing your head in. Because you see how beautiful it is, how talented she is, and, and she's just not believing in herself at all. So, what I am talking about here is extreme modesty, humility, because these are forms of self-sabotage and maybe those examples that I have given you sound too extreme but I trust that you will find something in it and I'll, I'll be expanding on those ideas there is almost like an old program an old code that especially women are meant to be modest we should not be too proud of ourselves we should not be too proud of our accomplishments especially we shouldn't brag 
about it. We should not be showy. We shouldn't celebrate too loudly. We shouldn't speak about ourselves too loudly. And yes, there is logic to it because, of course, instinctively, we also want to fit in. We want to be accepted. We don't want to be seen as a potential competition for other people. We don't want to be told that we are full of ourselves as well. That can be really painful. And there is this belief that being too confident is not good. It can be a result of being put down by someone over and over again. That you actually find it really hard to be confident. Or you maybe got told off for everything and anything as a child. And and now you're just like really not trusting in yourself and doubting every step of the way. There could be various different reasons. It could be this, this code that simply it's good to be really humble. It's honorable and noble to be really humble, maybe. The thing is, too much modesty holds us back from being our whole authentic selves. It keeps us playing small. I often hear sentences such as, oh, I don't want to brag, but my response to that when a client says, is like, go ahead, brag, please tell me, I want to celebrate with you, I want to witness this with you. Being too humble holds us back in our career. Whether you have your own business, whether you are employed or even if you are not employed at the moment, or not employed, full stop, like, that can hold you back from opportunities or project or projects, or even if, like, you know, a traditional job is not your thing, um, in other opportunities or different things you would like to be part of. And inter- interestingly enough, women are less likely to ever ask for promotion or to negotiate salary. So growing up, I thought that humility was about not telling people what I was good at. I thought that being humble meant shying away from compliments and in extreme circumstances, even denying my accomplishments, uh, denying the things I'm good at, I really like rejecting compliments or offers. So to me, humility meant keeping to myself and not standing out under any circumstance. Yet as I have gotten older, I have come to see and realize that this is actually really toxic. This is not a true definition of what humility really is. Because this kind of untrue definition of humility has created a generation of people who are afraid to speak, who doubt their gifts, women who um, don't want to stand out. 
And of course, um, that true humility is a good thing. It is an admirable thing. This can look like you acknowledging other people's wisdoms. Not thinking or believing that you need to be the best. It's more true humility to me. It's like we choose to rise, we choose to rise together. And um, and you might acknowledge that someone else knows more or they have more experience than you if that's the case. Or you simply stay open-minded. In a way, we could say that true humility is about choosing to be in your heart. It's about having your ego in check. However, in an effort to not come across as being egoistical, it's very easy for us to overcompensate. I find that actually, as a kid, as a teenager, I had this belief, really strong belief that when someone called you confident, it was a bad thing. Don't ask me how I came to that conclusion. And it's only the other day when it really landed for me. When I remember that moment when I heard someone being called confident, I'm like, oh my God, someone's insulting them. <laughs> and I I felt the same with myself. And there was, I had this like mixed vision or mixed understanding of what confidence meant. But I remember like once, a teacher shouted at me, Stepanka, just be more confident. And and she meant it well. She meant like trust in yourself because I was the only one like giving the right answer. But because I was the only one, then I'm like, no, I must be wrong. I can't be the only one who's right. So, so she shouted at me. But then I also had the other response when I would put my hand up and I'm like, yeah, I definitely know the answer. And then the answer would be wrong and a teacher would be like, oh, well, maybe next time you shouldn't be this confident about yourself. And I'm like, oh my God, being confident is a bad thing. It could mean that then I might be wrong and then it will look bad and I'll get embarrassed in front of all these people. So I think often this can be the case. It can be the messaging we've received from society and the kind of things we connected to what confidence means. Sometimes we are worried that perhaps it means to be arrogant or it means to look down at people or it means being too assertive and being mean and not caring. While that's of course not true. So toxic humility can actually be really harmful. Being modest can be a cover for low self-esteem. That's all that is. Maybe for you it looks like self-deprecating thoughts that emerge whenever someone says something nice about you or when someone gives you a, a compliment. And, you know, when someone says, oh, Stepanka, you are amazing. No, you are amazing. Stepanka, you look incredible in this dress. Oh, no, you look incredible. Oh, or I love your dress as well.
there is a gift for you. I brought you a gift, Stepanka. And I'm like, uh, there you go. There is an even bigger gift. <laughs> you know, these kind of things like that used to be my norm. To be honest, I spoke about gifts and receiving uh, those kind of things on day one. So, you know, even like returning gifts or not really wanting to accept them. Like all of these are really signs of having your receiving channel closed. The thing is when we define humility as not standing out, stepping back, shying away, then we are doing a disservice to the entire world. We are denying the gifts that we received. We are denying our gifts that other people can benefit from and this is huge. Because, let, let me give you my own example here. I remember taking my hypnotherapy work online. I still remember like posting my ever first post about something inspirational and saying, Oh, and I am a hypnotherapist. This is where you can find me, work with me. <laughs> I'm good. And it felt awful. I, I struggled with it so much. I kept rereading the post over and over again because I'm like, who am I to speak about my hypnotherapy work? Who am I to say that I'm a good hypnotherapist? It just felt so alien to me to speak about myself nicely, to promote myself. That was a big thing. And then learning to ask clients for testimonial, for testimonials for feedback, well out of my comfort zone. So difficult. Because who am I to do that? Who am I to post about myself? Who am I to post pictures of myself and and stories and and so like honestly going online with hypnosis and committing to being visible there was a big big stretch for me. Something that didn't come to me easily at all. Yet my calling to help other women to do this work was so huge. Like I couldn't not do it, if you know what I mean. Like my soul calling was way stronger. I was worried that people will think I'm like self-obsessed. <laughs> posting photos of myself. Like why would I do it? Yet if I did not challenge that voice in my head then I would be less visible. Then I would be hiding the gifts I have to offer with the world and the women, the souls, the people who need to hear my message would not find me. So in the same way, if you are shying away, trying to be too humble, don't want to speak about your successes, achievements, you are keeping your gifts hidden from people and the world needs it. You are needed. Your stories are needed. Everything you've got to offer is needed so much. Toxic humility can also mean that you downplay your work hard, uh, your hard work. <laughs> it can look like saying, yes, but I was just lucky. 
Ah, it wasn't me. Like, yeah, maybe I... Yeah, it wasn't that hard after all. It's alright. It could mean that people offer help. And you keep rejecting it, all, even though you need it. The universe doesn't want you to be the best kept secret. Shine bright. Use your gifts. Tell everyone about it. Talk about your accomplishments. And from my experience, this is often linked with us not wanting to take up space. And that was a catalyst for me. Recognizing that I actually don't want to take up space and I really struggle to take up space. I feel like learning to receive compliments. That was like a step one for me. Learning to receive gifts. Learning to become a really grateful receiver. Noticing the miracles I receive from the universe on a day-to-day -day basis. Like the little things, the big things. Writing my gratitude lists writing my receiving list like these things were really important steps on my journey learning to receive money in my business big but i feel that recognizing the fact that i wasn't willing to take up space or i was really afraid of doing that that was a huge portal for me and taking up space meant Hiring my own coach, hiring uh, a healer, working with people, doing things just for my own pleasure and joy, making time for myself. And also allowing myself to share the things I want to share. One thing that has been a huge piece of this of this journey of mine um was also overcoming chronic over apologizing um over apologizing for me personally was a huge example of how i didn't allow myself to take up space so basically apologizing for anything and everything i would apologize for asking questions i would apologize for um returning a meal in a restaurant that i didn't order apologizing for having normal human needs apologizing for eating snacks a host would offer me like it it does sound really silly but eventually it boils down to over apologizing for my own existence and it's something i see a lot when i work with my clients on one-to-one -one. that is just an incredible space to observe what patterns my clients are holding on to and um you know whether they are allowing themselves to take up space within my one-to-one -one coaching um and i always thought that my tendency to apologize and also thank a lot that's another one and that's that's a weird one but for some of us that is also really like thanking too much and maybe when you just think about it you think like oh there can't be such a thing as thinking too much but if it becomes too much and you are you get a present and you are constantly just saying 
thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you and over and over again it actually does get on people's nerves and i i got myself into a situation when people actually would tell me please just stop just enjoy that present and stop bringing it up again and again so that's that's another thing here and uh i always thought that both like over apologizing and and thanking is politeness but it's got nothing to do with politeness it was my uh, fear around how it's being perceived by people I uh, did not want to look like I take things for granted I wanted to show how grateful I am um, I felt like oh my god if someone did give me something maybe I should like make up for it with like saying thank you and uh, I also didn't want to look as a confident person as I shared like there was this like weird perception of me thinking especially in my like younger years that confident meant like cocky like like a show-off or um, not appreciating things so for years people would actually point this out to me they would ask me to stop apologizing and stop thinking and um, and you know it, it was honestly just bothering people and I was aware of this pattern for many years but I still thought like humility like this is what humility looks like I need to be a very very humble person otherwise I'm a bad person I don't want think people to think I don't want people to think that I am a bad person and so when it was this like loop I got myself stuck in so even though I was aware of it I didn't do anything about it and it wasn't until I started working with my with one of my um, mentors a business mentor really helping me to create an aligned business to have the kind of structure I desire who helped me with like marketing myself online and so on and I would apologize for sending a voice note for asking a question I would apologize for my emotions for not nailing everything right away and if I was like one minute late for a call I would like make a huge thing out of it apologizing and she literally had to set a boundary with me she said Stepanka like you gotta stop doing this just allow yourself take up space you are paying every single month to have this space and then when you have that space you apologize for taking that space and let's and and she suggests let's make an agreement that you simply stop apologizing like this and i'm like okay she's right she's right and one of those things is of course linked to how i open myself up to receiving other things if i don't allow myself to take up space in in a space that i literally pay for how else would i let myself receive in other spaces in different environments so it was a big breakthrough moment and this this goes back a few years now but of course it is important to apologize it is important to be polite to have standards but it is the energy behind it and when i look back and i um review if you like the past moments when I was like over apologizing or overthink overthinking when I wasn't allowing myself to take up space I can definitely see that it wasn't just the words I was saying it was my energy behind it I would have this timid energy around me of like 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 a scared child kind of energy and I can see how that could have been annoying for other people um, 
And other examples of not wanting to take up space is to make your problems look smaller, like they don't matter. Making your feelings look smaller, like, you know, like maybe you are meeting up with a friend and and you actually have something that you would like to share with them and you would like to speak about it and share your emotions and perhaps even get support, but then you hear them talk about something and you're like, oh... You know, maybe my issue is not as important. Maybe I should just be quiet. I should just get on with it. So that's that's a good example of not allowing yourself to take up space. And a huge learning for me in this area was when I joined um, a mastermind. If you don't know what a mastermind is, mastermind is a container where people, in this case women only, gather together they get coached and you have a coach or a mentor but you are also supporting each other it's not just about being like like being in it solo it's you are a group and you support each other you literally mastermind brainstorm problems or things together um and that is incredible imagine like you are not on your path alone but you have got these women and people around you the thing is An environment like this does bring up a lot of things for you as well. This is why I love it and I'm so grateful for it. Prior to joining my first ever mastermind as as a client um, was when I thought I didn't need a mastermind. It was literally, I was like, oh, I I prefer private one-to-one coaching when all the space is just like I don't have to put up with other people and then I did end up joining a mastermind and... I was like, oh my God, this is so good because not only I still got the support I needed, but also it does put you in different environments. It helps you create new connections with people and you notice how uncomfortable it is for you to receive in help, support, love, abundance in front of other people. You notice how uncomfortable it is for you Um, to open up about problems in front of others you might see like oh do I get jealous of other people if they are celebrating a win and I don't or do I give myself permission to celebrate in front of others even though I know that not everyone is celebrating on that call like it's it is very very interesting and I noticed how uncomfortable it was for me to take up space amongst other women so at the start of every call, we would get this opportunity to simply share, to share what's been real for us. And that is like a quick share. You just say how you feel, what you are currently working on. It's, it's you know, a few good sentences. Sometimes we even get like guidance, what kind of questions we should answer. And it, it's a circle. So it goes from one person to the other and everyone's got this space. And then after that, we go into the actual coaching and I, I found myself rushing through my own words and through my own thoughts because I did not want to like take up space. Oh my God, maybe I should I should stop talking already and another woman should start talking or maybe this woman said something more interesting and I'm not saying anything interesting so maybe I should be quiet and on and on and on it went in my head. And then it goes to the actual coaching part, um, you know, throughout the call and I did the same thing. I did not want to take up space. I'm like, I would say sentences such as, oh, I've already been speaking for a while. Maybe I should stop. Or I know this, my issue is not as big, but 
you know, just a sentence in itself is not right. <laughs> um, or I would be just like, oh, I think, I think what so-and-so has got to share is more important, feel free to skip me, and things like this. And again, I realized I am not allowing myself to take up space. So I stretched myself. It was my edge at the time, and it was an opportunity for me to be there even when I didn't feel good, to be there even when I felt really good, even when I had no questions to ask. It was literally about learning to navigate environments like this. Because whenever you don't allow yourself to take up space, you are actually closing yourself to receiving. Receiving support, receiving space. The thing is that if, you know, this is the vibe that we are giving out into the universe, that's of course what we will receive back. We need to be the ones who believe in ourselves. We need to be the ones who believe that we are important and that we deserve to be listened to, that we deserve to be witnessed, we deserve to be heard. So energetically, if if you are finding yourself in any of the examples I, I shared or if it resonates but it shows differently in your life, you're actually rejecting that support. And how we do one thing is how we do everything as well. So. It's important that you remember that your soul doesn't want you to be the best kept secret. The universe wants you to shine bright. So begin to notice how you speak about yourself. Do you belittle your own feelings? Do you belittle your feelings, problems and also your dreams? That's another one. I find that sometimes like we are able to see how we don't allow ourselves to take up space with like our problems, emotions, feelings. But I also find that often we also belittle our own dreams, making it like, oh, this, this small dream of mine, this pipe dream, this thing that will never happen. Like if this is the energy you are putting out of there and that's the energy that you send to your desires and goals, then... Of course, that's that's a message you are sending to your subconscious mind, which affects how you act, how you behave, how you think, how you feel. It's the energy you're putting out there. And also, this is when other people will treat you the same way. They will belittle you if you belittle yourself. They will ignore your feelings if you ignore your feelings yourself. They will ignore your problems if you are ignoring them. They will think that your dreams are stupid if that's how you present them to others. Are you sending out a message to the universe that you are not important? Do you put yourself down in front of others? Are you pointing out your own flaws? Do you struggle to praise yourself or talk about your successes? Do you over-apologize? Are you constantly rejecting offers that are good for you? Perhaps you actually do need help with something and someone does offer it to you and you still reject it. Do you give yourself permission to take up space? 
And what does it feel like when the attention is on you and you are taking up space? Is it something that is challenging? Is it something that's hard for you? Does it come naturally to you? Do you not like having any attention? So how can you talk more about your accomplishments? How can you tell your story more often? What would happen if you dropped this false imposter syndrome? Because I can't tell you how many women come to me with an imposter syndrome. Either they know what it is or they know what they don't know and they they haven't actually identified what it is. So, by the way, if you don't know, an imposter syndrome is something that so many of us battle with and I can still see it play out in my life. The thing is, I don't always let it stop me. I, I can see those patterns and it often feels like perhaps you don't deserve what you've got. It can show up in your profession, in your career, in your business, feeling like, oh, I'm gonna get, like people gonna find out that I'm a fraud. People gonna uh, realize that I shouldn't be in this higher position because I actually don't have the knowledge or maybe I don't deserve this money and so on. Just remember what I shared early on, like, especially for women, women are way less likely to ever negotiate salaries, terms and conditions and so on. So what I would like to do now, I would like for you to just drop back and receive this poem that I wrote for you, that, that I wrote for all of us. You can... Take a deep breath. You can close your eyes if you want to receive it in a different space. If you want to like lie down, wrap yourself up or you are walking around in nature. Just take it in. See if you can stretch and open your heart to receiving this poem as medicine. Imagine if this was like some kind of magical potion that you can receive in this moment. From shame to shine. Shake of the shame, my darling, for you have always been innocent, for you have always been worthy. Forget the stories in your head swirling. Shake of the shame, my darling, for it's not yours to carry. For it wasn't yours to start with. Your soul essence is pure and sparkling. Shake of the collective shame, my love. For it was projected onto you. For the other person was hurt. You are meant to fly like a dove. Shake of the ancestor shame, my love. For it was passed down to you. For it's not serving you and never will. You are always meant to rise above. From shame to shine, feeling divine. From water to wine, get rid of the grime. Step into your prime. This is the start of your own rhyme. Shake of the shame, my darling.
Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for taking all of this in and for making this time for yourself because I know that by you doing this work, you are changing the world. So my invitation for you is to feel into those questions. Like, notice how you speak to yourself and about yourself. Whether you belittle yourself, your feelings, your problems and your dreams. Are you sending out a message to the universe that you are not important? Do you put yourself down in front of others? Are you pointing out your flaws? Do you struggle to praise yourself or talk about your successes? And I know that whether you believe me right now or not, you do have got successes to speak about. Do you over-apologize? Are you constantly rejecting offers? Do you give yourself permission to take up space? What does it feel to take up space? Thank you for joining me for this three-day healing event. And I genuinely just want to hear from you. I want to hear what... What has been your biggest takeaway? Please send me a message, post in my Facebook group, share this with others. If you feel like you know people who would benefit from this, please share this with them. You can share it with them here on the podcast. You can send them the podcast. You can share the videos inside the New Earth Women Facebook group. You can invite people into the New Earth Women Facebook group. And what are your intentions based on this three-day healing experience? What will you do differently? What do you think has been like your biggest takeaway, like a thing you feel like, I do need to act on this? Hmm. And if if you are complete with everything, thank you and, and see you later. But if you would like to stay here a little longer, I would like to share with you how you can work with me. And if like this felt really good and you would like to create more space for yourself to receive, to get help, then I would like to share with you of how we can do this together. There are a few different ways how you can work with me. Um, the first the VIP way of working with me is my one-to-ones. My one-to-ones is where my heart is. It is such a divine healing space. It's something that means the world to me. Because the relationship I create with people who work with me in one-to-one are just next level. They are extraordinary. It is the most incredible way of how you can receive support, space, love, healing, abundance, all of that. It is space that's all about you, your growth, your healing, your goals. And I support you by holding a space for you. I support you by practicing hypnosis with you, emotional freedom technique, coaching. I'm listening to your I'm listening to your language to the patterns you go through, to the limiting beliefs and stories you might be telling to yourself that are holding you back without you even knowing it. Having someone in your corner is incredible. I am so grateful, so grateful 
to be able to work with incredible mentors in my life and I have more than one I have a lot of support I am working on myself and I feel for me it especially important because I'm holding space for others so my growth is always my priority and uh, I you can start working with me on a three month package and I find that you know even women who perhaps share with me like I worked with other people before or I went to a psychologist I went to a therapist I went to a coach I tried different things and I feel like I did not get long-term results I find that actually the way I design my packages is exactly to do that to deliver long-term results that support you way beyond our work together because there are not only the one-to-one sessions or there is not like a one-off session and then nothing for ages, then nothing for ages, then one session and nothing for ages because that's what often happens with with some you know, ways of working with people because you are in a space, you are literally in a three months, at least many women do extend and work with me beyond that. Um, but at least a three months space when you know someone's got you. When you know you've got someone in your back and you can open your heart and I find that when women say yes to working with me, like other amazing things start happening in their life because they open themselves up to receiving because they um, created that space for yourself and they are sending that message out into the universe that I am important, I matter, I deserve to have all of this in my life and it can be like one tiny little step that opens so many other doors for you. So let me tell you what my one-to-ones look like. So we have got a kickoff session, which is like a deep assessment session. Then uh, we have got bi-weekly sessions. And in between, you get support five days per week during my work hours on Voxer or Facebook Messenger. So there is still space and opportunity for quick laser coaching if you need it on the day there is time for space and support there is space for you to share there is space for you to ask questions to process things and so on and I find that actually sometimes it can be on the days when you need it and you reach out that so many breakthroughs happen so breakthroughs do often happen between the sessions as well when we talk together and it's actually quite affordable and I have got payment plans I have got um payments in full so please do reach out for the details uh, for prices I've got them in both a British pounds and also US dollars so you get a choice of which currency you prefer and it's, it's the most beautiful thing and you get personalized hypnosis recordings and client only resources it's incredible it is an in-depth support yet it is not overwhelming and it is an active space so you know you will walk away with homework you will walk away with a recording to work with and so on so it's not like you know you don't do anything and it's just up to me to deliver something it's a collaboration it's a cooperation like we work together but I love that I think that is actually hugely empowering and we make it about you not about the therapist which is something I don't resonate too much with when like the therapist is being seen as like this magic or this coach because it is about you and how you show up as well and and that 
that's just the most incredible feeling, isn't it? That you're like, oh my God, I created this for myself and, and it feels so good to be this powerful. So these are my one-to-ones. If perhaps you're not sure whether like a full-on package is for you or you're not quite sure what kind of work you want or you're just looking for a one-off support, I have got consultations. So you can book yourself in for a consultation and, and I've had women who had huge breakthroughs just by booking those consultations. So I had women who uh, created offerings for their businesses, for their online businesses after having one consultation and they became really successful, those offerings. I had women who finally reconnected with their heart's desires, with their inner joy and had huge breakthroughs and felt like, oh my God, I've never had so much clarity. I had women who were like, oh my God, this felt so good. How can I book more? And then they transitioned right right away into my three months package. And by the way, if that does happen to you, you get the money back for the consultation towards your three months package. So there is just so much we can achieve within that space as well. And then I have got currently, and this might not be long term, but as of now, at the time of recording this, my program Emotional Alchemy, which is my signature program, is the teaching that completely changed and transformed my life, is open for enrollments. So you can either make one-off payment or you pay... Uh, in installments and you have access to all of the resources right away and that is literally the teachings that have helped me to become emotionally resilient to become emotionally confident to improve my communication skills to learn how to manifest with my emotions how to hold conflicting mixed emotions how not to make it mean anything about my success it is an in-depth program. There is seven plus modules plus an incredible bonus, the Cyclical Woman Masterclass, which is over five hours long. It's split into five pieces, so it's not overwhelming and you can take it at your own time as well. And that helps you to uh, understand your monthly cycles in terms of emotional alchemy. So the idea is that you take yourself through emotional alchemy program first, and you learn the basics of the modules, you practice the hypnosis recordings, all the different embodiment techniques that are in there, like this program in itself is incredible. And for women, um, there is this bonus of this Cyclical Woman Masterclass when you get to put those principles into a new perspective and you see how things shift for you throughout your month. And that is incredible, affordable, and there is so much value. So I'll put all of those links in the description box. If you want to chat, reach out to me and find out what's the best thing for you. Feel free to do that. Message me on Instagram, on Facebook, send me an email. And again, if you enjoyed this, please let me know. And I'm wishing you an incredible day. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review, follow my podcast on Spotify, share it on your Instagram stories, or recommend this podcast to your friends. 
If you would like to receive more free content on feminine empowerment, radiance and inner glow, then make sure you join my Facebook community called New Earth Women. It is filled with beautiful rituals, live trainings, emotional freedom, tapping sessions, meditations and more. The link is the description box. You can also follow me on Instagram at New Earth Woman. And if you are interested in working with me, then check out the description box for all the links. Thank you.